When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, so this is Mikey, the hairier half of the Black Millionaire Marriage Podcast, and this is my indie episode, episode number 66. Quick reminder about why we're doing this. Uh, we wanted to give you all some content that wouldn't burn us out and give you insight as to who we are as individuals while also being entertaining. So we came up with indie episodes short for individual. These episodes are meant to shed light more on who we are outside of our roles as spouses because marriage consists of not just spouses, but two individuals who chose to come together. And we like to take these episodes to honor that individuality. So again, from these episodes, what you can expect are these three segments. The first is what had happened was, which are many stories, funny stories, personal anecdotes and thoughts, basically the main portion. Second segment is going to be Q&A, which is exactly what it sounds like. Questions and answers that are submitted by people who actually heard us on previous episodes and decided to actually give us questions to ask so I'm not out here looking foolish. And finally, the third segment is I'll leave you at this, which is where we just leave a little something special on the end. So I was going to go ahead and get started. Mother lover, you gon' love this. Graduated from a rebel to a revolutionary in my area. They love this. I'm a record like a revenant engine. Heaven's ascension. Every dimension. Give me attention. Look at my soul. Look at my heart. Look at my hope. Got the world on my back, but I carry it though. Tell them God got my hand. I ain't letting it go. I, I, I came from the side of the ocean. What had happened was, um, so I was sitting around and I was trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to talk about today. I was playing with a lot of different ideas, but Randy came to me and helped me figure out what I actually feel like talking today, talking about today. And, um, what had happened was, is I finally don't have to drive Lyft to make ends meet. And that is a really big deal to me. If you've been listening to the episodes, you know, I've been driving for three years in addition to working other jobs um, to try to create like some balance financially, because as educators, you don't really make as much as you need to in order to like live. Um, and so I just want to talk about what it's like having my freedom. This is probably not going to be a long episode because I'm just genuinely happy about this. For a while there, I was feeling extremely shackled to my car. Um, it was no longer becoming this thing that was helping, but causing more problems, uh, like physical problems. And to be honest, it, it was, it was making my anxiety go up in ways that I didn't really talk about with Randy because I didn't want her to be any more concerned than she already was with me being out at, um, late hours of the night. But for those of you that don't know how Lyft works, basically, uh, drivers drive around, a rider will, push a button and select their destination and their pickup 
a writer will get a little circle and we have five seconds to decide if we want to accept it. You cannot see where you are going. You have no idea who you are picking up. It's just a circle and it says five seconds. Do you want? And we select yes. We then drive to pick you up. And then once you're in the car, we are shown our destination. So there's a lot of like unknowns there, just like the, there is from like the passenger perspective. Like you don't know who's coming to pick you up, but yeah, the, uh, the app chooses where, who and who, who you pick up and where you go. And there's just a lot of uncertainty with it. And I was actually fine until I had like a ride or a couple of rides that went out into the middle of nowhere in Georgia. And I'm talking areas where if you are as dark as I am, you just, you shouldn't feel comfortable. And if you do, then there's like a deeper thing you're not paying attention to. But, um, I don't know. There, there's like a series of American of, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, I came across this really like just country town with all of these like rebel flags and, just just everything but a kkk mask and i just wasn't comfortable and i didn't want to be there longer than i had to be and i really just wanted the person out of my car and everything about it just made me feel wrong i did not drive around with the weapon though i always wanted to carry my weapon while i was driving because i just did not feel safe a lot of the time i was like i said my anxiety was just up there i was seeing accidents every day because the longer that you're on the road the more you're seeing uh, the more you see of like the problems that just exist in Atlanta is just one of those places where you will see just a little bit of everything during Super Bowl weekend. I actually came across an accident and there was some, I think two or three people dead on the highway out laying outside of the cars covered in sheets. And like, I'm, while I'm no stranger to dead bodies, I really just got tired of seeing them. I think I saw an accident every day, at least two while driving. There were a couple of times where I had like near misses myself, people merging into my lanes. Um, and again, the more that you're on the road, these are just things that you, you can't help. You can just try your best to avoid them. I know at the end of the day, I have to protect myself and my car. Um, so I drive defensively. I am paying attention to everything and everybody. And honestly, it just kind of wears you out after a while while also trying to drop off somebody at their destination. Um, I think that as a side hustle, Lyft definitely was beneficial, but for like my sanity, I'm starting to think maybe it wasn't the best. Uh, decision. I was getting, you know, very tired close to the end there. I just kept getting really sleepy. Um, cause I was driving at really late hours of the nights from come home around two or three and I'd just be sleepy. And I guess the last portion of like things that just was causing me anxiety behind the road was, um, the death of my uncle, which I have talked about loosely in a couple of episodes. Um, I've actually done a daddy journal about this also, but my uncle passed a couple weeks before his birthday in September. Um, it was really late at night. Uncle was driving his taxi. He did not have a fare. I believe he was heading home. And the way that roads are set up in New York, I believe he was on Linden Boulevard, um, either at a King's Highway. Basically, there's road. There's a road in the middle, and then there are two medians, and then there's an additional road, like little access roads that you can pull off at. And someone was trying to turn onto the main road from an access road, an area that they weren't supposed to, and he was hit. And my uncle died because of that car accident late at night in his taxi. And that thought never, I don't know, I never have really like left my mind while I was doing all of this, but I just saw it all as like a means to an end. I was just trying to do what I needed to do in order to like keep us level. It was really the only thing that I could think of legally to, you know, make money. It may be not the only thing, but it was the only thing that I could like negotiate being able to do. And I always wonder like if maybe my uncle thought the same, but basically I was just, I was over it. It was getting to that point where I was really 
I was, I was running out of energy to do this. I have all the energy in the world. Um, when I have to take care of business, um, I'm very driven in that way. I will work because I am a worker. Um, and I will do what I have to do in order to make sure that my family is straight. Um, and I, I, I was not taking care of myself because of all of this driving that I had to do, but to finally be able to like get in my car and just enjoy it as a car has been so freeing. Um, and it's just been really nice, like to just have gas. <laughs> like, like it's, it's really hard to explain. Like I, 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 I don't have to pick anyone up in order to like live. Like it's just, it's just nice. Um, I remember when I first started, I used to think of it as, um, the game crazy taxi. I used to play it all the time on like my cousin's dreamcast. I don't know if anybody remembers dreamcast, but, uh, crazy taxi was about it was like different characters and you had to like fly around the city to different stops. Uh, I think my favorite city was San Francisco. It may have been the only city, but like you could, um, you had to pull into a certain area and you pick the person up and you have to drop them off at another area, usually like across towns. So you'd have to like speed and fly over things. Like, I don't know. Like, so like in my mind, I was thinking of it as like a game. Like I gotta be crazy safe taxi. Like how quickly can I get them there and, and get them out of this car? Um, and I like had different ways of like coping, but ultimately while I enjoyed parts of it and did enjoy some other parts of it, Lyft actually provided me with the ability to 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 take care of what i need to take care of now obviously i think if i would have drove more i could have been able to take care of more but i have a child and a wife that I actually like being around so i didn't drive as much as one would in order to like really be straight but that's just because my life did not call for that i was also in a program that just didn't allow for that either like i had other things going on but I wanted to actually come out of this with some positive to share with you guys. So if anyone is thinking about or is currently driving Lyft, um, I wanted to share my three tips for using Lyft properly as a side hustle or a hustle in general. Number one, always keep your car clean. This seems very obvious to some, but to others, you would be amazed. I've seen some of the nastiest shit happen. <laughs> while out here on these streets i've seen a car that exactly like mine uh or at least it was supposed to be a white nissan that was just just looked like it was ran through mud i saw them open their doors and shit fell out like it's just the concept of lift is it's somebody sharing their car to come pick you up but that don't mean that you gotta have like your car full of nasty shit and your trunk always full of stuff like actually clean your car out and have it like use for breeze. Um, the way that I would do it is I would get my, I would wash my car maybe every three or four weeks. Um, I would use Dollar Tree pledge, get a fiberglass towel and I would wipe my car, uh, Windex on the windows, run it through the car wash, vacuum. And like my car would actually smell and be clean. And I got constant tips and praise for it. Um, I retired at the top of my game. My rating was a 4.96. I only got that one four because some asshole that I did not like tried to like smoke in my car and I told him no. I don't know. White people. Anyway, so yeah, that would be my first tip. Keep your car clean. Number two would be stick to doing long rides. Um, so as again, as a Lyft driver, you cannot control where you go or who you pick up, but there are key areas um, that where you pick up people and they're trying to like do long rides early in the morning. 
if you're on the outskirts of Georgia, the long rides are people trying to get to the city. So go out further so that you can come in. Um, but for the most part, I would stick to airport rides. So there's a setup in Atlanta where there's like a queue and you select it and you get added as a number in the queue. So let's say there are like a hundred drivers, you'd be added to the list. And as people make rides from the airport, you will drop down in the list. Um, while some people you know, see this as like a turnoff, I didn't mind it. If my number was high, that means no matter what, whenever I pick somebody up, it was going to be a long ride, more than 30 minutes, which means I'd make between 40 and $50 just off this one ride. Um, if my goal was 100, 120 for the day, then if I just do that twice, I'm good. So you have to find a ways to, you know, make use of your time. So I'd have my hotspot on my phone. I have my laptop in my lap. I do some coding challenges, try to complete some homework, read, catch up on music, uh, write out some stuff that, you know, some plans for the future, things I want to do with Randy. Um, just making use of your time is is the best way to do that. And airport rides were the best way for me to do that. Um, you also burn less gas than driving around the city with little trips, picking up three, five dollars here, seven dollars here. Um, and you also run you you have more of a chance to pick up people who are actually like important if you stick to airport rides which leads to my tip number three keep resumes on hand um, because you never know who you'll meet i've met i I can count on I, i've met a lot of like ceos cfos ctos of companies just coming home every like every other ride at one point was a software engineer or a consultant, somebody that I could network with, somebody that I can get uh, my resume to, um, someone who I could like share my story, let them know what I'm doing out here, um, let them know that I was looking for work. I made all of my connections through Lyft. And the funny thing is, is my second to last Lyft ride is actually my boss now. So I met her and she and and she she was just great. She was great. She took my resume. I told her that I'd be interested in working as soon as possible. Two weeks later, I am doing onboarding. So keep resumes on hand and ask for cards. Ask people what they do. Um, even if you're not a big talker, most people who come from airport rides aren't. But it's just enough to be able to like find out what they do, see if it's something that you might be interested in, and it could lead to a different opportunity later so that you don't have to drive all day. I met a guy... I learned that gamma radiation is like a real thing. Like it's not just something made up from, from uh, comic books. I read a lot of comic books growing up. I did not know the gamma radiation was a thing. Uh, he worked for hospitals. He just came back from Alaska. He used really like heavy duty equipment to get this radiation in like a radiation stuff into hospitals. And like, he was just back for like a couple of days. I ended up connecting with him he uh led me to someone else who led me to someone else who actually helped me get an interview a couple of months ago. So again, you never know who you're going to meet. And so I would suggest sticking to those airport rides because just because they also tip better because they're so long. I would go from Atlanta's airport, which is uh, near Union City. It's on the south side of Atlanta. And I take rides, a lot of rides up to Canton, Georgia, and just north of Marietta, Rex, Georgia, stuff like that. They'd be hour long rides, quick $70 and I can go home. Um, it might be my one ride for the day, but it would work out for me. So yeah, those would be my, my tips for just 
better use utilizing it as a side hustle. But why am I telling you the story? So there's opportunity in every struggle. And again, you don't always see that when you're in it. It's not until afterwards that you're able to really pinpoint something that could have been helpful. So I'm hoping that there's something from this that someone will take and use. Um, you are going through your struggle right now. If you are going through a struggle right now, just understand that it is temporary. I remember people telling me this and I just wasn't trying to hear it. Um, like I wanted to believe it because I am a man of faith. I believe that sometimes things just take time. Like I, but I struggled and there were some days where I just didn't believe myself, but it didn't stop me from doing what I needed to do in order to reach my goals. Um, because I knew at the end of the day, something was going to come for me doing all of this bullshit and it did. But I, I want to leave. I want to also say, you know, like make your job work for you, too, because while doing Lyft, I was also doing other things. I remember working at jobs before and there would be people who were on the clock doing other work or applying to other jobs. And I wasn't that person. I was always just working very diligently, trying to work my way up where I was, where I was, you know, currently working at. And looking back, I was probably stupid for doing so. Um Always work while you're working. If you are driving Lyft or doing something in that nature, make sure you're reading something in between rides. Make sure you're doing something other than just like stretching or relaxing, you know, find some way to better your, yourself, better your position. If you're not taking a coding class, if you're doing something else, research, apply for other jobs, look for chauffeur jobs. They pay a little bit more. Look for something, you know, just always work while working. I, I I don't remember who it was that told me, but I remember I had a mentor and he was he would tell me that um the job that you work for, those people are using you essentially to do a job so that they don't have to work, so that they're relaxing. You need to work smarter, not harder. And when he said this, I didn't really get it. Like I knew what he was saying, but I didn't really know what he was saying. Um and you don't really get it until like life hits you. And that's just where where I am now. So yeah, that will uh, that's it for that. Segment two, Q and A. All right, so I'm going to answer three questions. These three questions were submitted from some Patreon supporters. Uh, Randy put them on a list. I don't know who asked these questions, so if it was you, just go ahead and let me know, and I will make sure that we mention it. Next time we do an episode. So three questions. I'm going to answer them real quick. Question number one. Mikey, if you had a chance to raise Drew in Guyana, I think that's where your family is from. Sorry if it's not correct. Would you? Why or why not? Um, That's a good question. Uh, If I had a chance to raise Drew in Guyana, I would. I would absolutely do it. Um. I remember the last time I was in Guyana, it was, I was very young. I was 12. Um, and it was some of the, it was, it was probably one of the best times in my life, to be honest with you. Um, my family and I had never been, my mother was extremely proud to show us where she was from, for us to meet some family, see where she grew up, where she went to school. It was one of those trips to, that was supposed to be like, you know, like you can appreciate what you have because I ain't have nothing. But really, it was just like, oh, this place is beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, kids don't appreciate shit until, I don't know, until they go through something. But Guyana was and still is like a developing country. Um, major exports, I don't know, gold and hell, sugar. I probably should have researched this before I got started. But um, while 
I don't I don't know necessarily what the education would be like. I do know that I would feel more comfortable raising my daughter in a lot of places other than America right now. Um, but that could just be my own ignorance or my own experience with what's going on in this country, which is like making me sad and anxious every day. Maybe not raise her there a hundred percent. Like maybe she'd spend like six months of the year there or something. I don't know. Guyana's really hot. There's a lot of mosquitoes. I'm going to think about this one and get back to you. But first thought would be, I, I think it would be cool if I was to raise my daughter somewhere else, or if she had an opportunity to study abroad, if you will. Um, and maybe learn something about where her people come from. That could be cool. Second question. Do you speak any other languages? If so, do you plan to teach Drew? Do you want to speak other languages? If not, I 100% understand Spanish. I date a lot of Spanish women. I grew up around a lot of Spanish speaking people. I understand it completely, but I do not speak it as fluently as I would like to. Um, I also speak broken English, um, Patois. I speak a lot of stuff. Um, Guyanese is just, is, is my other language. And I definitely plan on teaching Drew how to, you know, speak with the dialect because I think it's important that she knows certain words and that she will say things in a way that might confuse her mother. Um, I do think that it's important to to be aware of other languages. I would like for Drew to learn, you know, Spanish, Mandarin, uh, anything that she might also be interested in later in life really just depends on who runs the world at that point. So maybe Chinese. I don't know. But yeah, I think that, uh, I, I, I definitely think it's important to speak more than one language or to at least understand more than one language. Um, I really want to get more fluent in my Spanish because I would like to vacation in a lot of like Spanish speaking countries and they not rob us. Food for thought. Question number three, aliens are invading tomorrow. NASA got a hot tip and it's been all over the news. How do you spend your last 24 hours before they come get us? This is a complicated question because see, now I have a child. I know exactly what I would have done before Drew, which would have basically just been like a lot of sex. Um, Might have robbed some people, ate some good food. I don't know. I don't know. There's some scores I would have settled. But now that I have a family... I got 24 hours to live. There, this is a, a very classic song that I've always thought about. Um, I would, who I am today now, I'd just be like, damn. Well, I think I would just like sit. I just, I just, we just be accepting it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would love to just do things to my wife all day. I mean, for like the first 12 hours. Be like, you know, since this is our last, I mean, no, let me, no, the final 12 hours. That's what I do because I want to die having sex. First 12 hours, we do some family stuff. I don't know. Let's, um, let's go to the park and not pay attention to the flying saucers slowly approaching the earth. Or maybe we go to the movies and act like we don't know that people are getting beamed up outside. This is a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just try to enjoy what little time I had left with what I had. Maybe blow all our money, fly to some island real quick so we can, like, just go enjoy it. Get all our family together or whoever would be interested in, like, going to die in Tahiti or something. I don't know. And we just all go watch the end of the world from there. Or maybe in Guyana. Good question. 
said his mama once said life is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get yeah this is really the quote that i'm gonna end this with um life is messy life can be hard life can be cruel life can be difficult but it can also be sweet it could also come with some really unexpected surprises um it can be worth it it can pay off it can work out it can work in your favor your prayers can be answered. You could actually be happy. You don't have to be stuck in any situation that you don't want to be in for longer than you have to be if you don't want to be. Um, I'm really thankful that my wife uh, uh, believed in my vision and believed in my ability to succeed in this thing that I set out to do. Um, I'm really glad that it actually worked out. And so I don't look like an idiot. Uh, we have a lot of recovery to do moving forward. This is in no way um, the end of anything. This is just the start of something different. And I'm really happy with what I chose to do for myself. And if anyone out there is inspired or thinking about doing something to better their situation or change their lifestyle or just to to if anyone is trying to just change or transform their lives in any way i say go for it do what you need to do plan prepare and and just 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 jump take that leap of faith uh because you never know what you're gonna get Email us at blackmillmare at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 770-750-4098 that could be featured on a future episode. I think I'm going to break out an actual voicemail for the next indie episode that I do because somebody left one. Um, and let me know what you thought about this episode. Be sure to check out our website, www.blackmillennialmarriage.com and follow us on social media platforms on Instagram. I am Mikey underscore XXI. That's M-I-K-E-Y underscore XXI. All I do is post about the foolishness that goes on in my daily uh, shoes, cars, and my baby and my baby moms, of course. Uh, you can follow Randy. Her Instagram name is R-A-N-D-I-I-I-I-E-E. Um, or you can just look on my page and follow the chick that look like my wife. Uh, on Twitter, we are at underscore the Chapmans. Shout out to our Patreon family. Uh, our Patreon again is www.patreon.com slash Black Millennial Marriage. Uh, recently did a whole bunch of stuff. National Podcast Day has just passed. So we posted extra episodes just for the Patreon people for them to have. Um, what else is recent? My mixtape just dropped. You should catch it before these songs become trendy and you hear them on the radio. Um, recent daddy journal just posted they were the first to hear about updates once i finally got a new job yeah patreon is where it's at stop playing go check it out and shout out to all the new patrons we got we just got somebody in at three dollars you are the shit we appreciate you um again nothing is too small nothing is too big at all so if you want to give a hundred do that uh but that's all i got for you all today you guys 
as always, be blessed, don't settle, and fight clean. Peace. I'm about to let the fuse. I just need me a cup. I'm going to pour me the juice. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Uh, I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Hello. Root Insurance is all about you and how you drive. In fact, that's the number one factor we use to give you a better price, which puts you in control. Just download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate. It's car insurance made for you. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.